Welcome to episode number six of the Grab Blogger podcast, where we're helping academics change the world through online business. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today's episode is the second of the live recorded interviews from the Grab Blogger podcast launch party on April 13th, 2019. In this interview and in this episode, we're talking about the benefits of podcasting and how to get started with Dr. Lindsay Padilla of the Academics Mean Business podcast. For those of you who have not listened to this podcast, I definitely recommend going and checking it out. I was actually featured in episode 44, talking about how important it is starting in a very small niche with your online business, how that's really perfectly suited for those of us who are, are starting businesses as academic entrepreneurs. Lindsay's background is actually quite interesting as well. She started originally on the tenure track. She left that with her husband to pursue online business. She spent a couple of years being quite successful there. Then she sort of returned back to her roots to talking and planning and strategizing with academics about online business. This is a lot of topics that they cover in that podcast, Academics Mean Business, and a lot of the experience that she has. So in this episode, she shares a lot of that story, what that process looked like, why she started her own podcast with academics, where she's at a bit today. Um, and she shares a lot of the benefits and also advice for those just getting started down this podcasting and academic entrepreneurship road. So with that, I just want to say thank you as always for listening to the Grab Blogger podcast. I know you're going to find the information shared by Lindsay and that we talked through in this episode really, really helpful in, in building your business and building your podcast and understanding how to create the platform you want to see in the world. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your your feedback on this and future episodes that we come out with the podcast. I have one of my favorite people in the world here, Dr. Lindsay Padilla, to to talk about podcasting. Lindsay, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. This is going to be really fun. So what we're talking about in general here, and this isn't the for this interview specifically, but in general, we're talking about building businesses as academics, academic entrepreneurship. We're talking about, in, in my view, becoming what I call an independent researcher, or even if you want to be bold enough to say self-tenured. Self-tenured. <laughs> we have a budget set aside for research, for attending conferences. And that's the change we're trying to put in the world. I think that with what we're doing with Grablogger, we can really build these superstar academics that can actually really change the world with what they're doing. So that's what we're trying to do. So those of you are tuning in here live for Grablogger launch day, thank you. We're also recording this and will be released as a podcast episode. So any of you that are listening in the future, um, you can definitely check out the show notes at grablawyer.com slash this episode number and get ready for some big knowledge bombs to be dropped by Lindsay. So Dr. Lindsay Badia is where I knew her from, was from Academics Mean Business, podcast I started following with her work. She has a PhD in sociology. From her website, we have Dr. Lindsay Badia's ex-professor turned entrepreneur building behind building a better beta. So this is a set of courses or a course that she builds on how to build courses but not as a you know lame online entrepreneur that just wants to put something out there that that is you know trying to rip people off. This is how do you, with an educational background, as a quote unquote maybe even an expert in your field, if you will, how do you really help people with an online course? How do you get that out there? So I recommend people check that out. Check out Academics Mean Business um, and anything else that Lindsay's got coming up. That would be amazing because I know I've learned a ton. So Lindsay, just to just to start off, can you share a little bit about your background and maybe what your your current business is today? 
Yeah. So I like to say that I accidentally started a business. And I think um, that's a trend that I found in a lot of the people that I interviewed on Academics Mean Business. And so Academics Mean Business was not the first thing that I did in the entrepreneur space at all. Um, in fact, I um, once I accidentally started a business and decided to leave my tenure track job at a community college, I basically felt like, oh, that was old Lindsay. There were, and I didn't really have closure around that identity, which I didn't recognize at the time, but I was taking this giant leap by leaving a job in mid-academic year as well. I left in the, in the after the fall semester. And so we went on a little bit of an adventure without getting into all the details about it. But uh, long story short, I took my husband with me. He uh, also is a is an academic PhD in physics and taught, was also tenure track. He was one semester out, by the way, <laughs> of tenure. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to come with you. And, you know, it's funny because at the time it, it wasn't the quote unquote safe decision. It was definitely the big gamble, but um, so happy that we made that decision because I think it paid off in, in ways we weren't expecting. And so he has been, he wasn't really in my business in the beginning, but he about a year ago has gone all in with me in my business. Um, and we're possibly creating a larger umbrella brand that is more both of us versus just me. So I did build a personal brand. Once I got out of the institution, I kind of basically realized... A few, it took a few months. I, I actually started as a health coach, by the way. <laughs> so was not doing what I'm doing now, which is pretty typical in the entrepreneur game, right? We, go, we start in one path and then we see you know, a different... We take a different turn. And I just realized actually at a conference, one of my first business conferences that I could help people teach better online. And it was kind of just this big aha of like, oh, wait, I don't have to leave behind everything that I spent my life doing. Um, it actually serves me in this space. And so that was the beginning. And that was in like... Actually, that was almost exactly three years ago, April uh, 20... Or two... Wait, April 2017. No, 2016. Sorry, because that was right before I left. And so, yeah, exactly three years ago that that idea came to me. And by that summer, I had my first paying client. And then I had left that that fall. And so, so this idea that I accidentally started a business just fits with, with this whole thing. Because I think many of us who got into academia and you know spent all this time and, and money and energy and effort and all of that. And then to, you know, I wasn't trying to really escape it per se. Um, that's not everyone's story. Of course, there are people that definitely want out in, in so many ways or are realizing that it's burning them out, um, which is a common story as well, but that really wasn't my story. And so, um, but yeah, it took me about two years in business to realize that I was hiding a part of myself and not like publicly talking about being an academic. Which part was that? Just like it, I kind of realized the more, the deeper I went into marketing, just digital marketing in general, people were impressed by my academic background and they'd be like, oh, like that's so interesting. And I just didn't think anyone cared. And I didn't, you know, I didn't put doctor in front of things. I just like, I, I did brand myself as a professor. I'll be, I'll be honest that it fit, it fit my branding. That has always been there. But there was something about just like, all of a sudden connecting and realizing that relationships I was building in this space were based on a common thread of having gone 
you know, some distance and some education, not always the PhD, but just maybe a master's here or possibly like therapists. There's a lot of people who've got like credentialed backgrounds, like professional credentialed backgrounds. We're just, we were finding each other and recognizing that we were a little different than maybe the 20 year old millennial who's like a life coach on Instagram. Not that I have anything against them. They're amazing, but it's just different. It's a very different you know, background and experience. And so that's when I started to recognize that like, you know, as an academic with our backgrounds, we actually are coming into this space knowing what the heck we're doing, where a lot of other people are really trying to figure it out. We might not know marketing (laughs) and we might have some mindset stuff around charging and making money. At least that's what I've discovered, but we know our right? And that arguably is one of the most important pieces to be able to help somebody because we know we can help people um, because that's what our career is based on. We chose careers of service. I mean, that's really what we were all choosing when we decided to pursue the advanced degree. So yeah, just kind of playing with that the last year on my podcast has been really interesting. Yeah. So I I was going to kind of introduce that because I followed that journey where you were you were just in that transition. That's kind of where I picked picked your work up. You had done the online marketing piece, um, and just coming back and saying, "I, I am an academic at heart." Yeah. Uh, how do I integrate that back into my life? And that was a lot of topics that were covered in academics mean business. Yep. That was a really big piece for me because that's where where I'm at in my role. Okay, how do we how do we create these superstar academics that are independent that can change the world in their field? And that's really a lot of the same messages that that I've seen and heard from, from your work. So maybe can we, can we talk a bit about what Academic Mean Business, the podcast, has done for you since you launched it, I guess, 65 episodes ago, so almost a Yeah. I think the first drop date was like January, early January of last year. Okay. So the, a little bit about that, because I, it... I don't know uh, how much you know about this piece of of the journey as well, but um, I actually have a video on YouTube, I think. Well, actually, I'm not sure if I host it on my channel or not, but there's a moment where a Gary Vee moment. uh, So for those of you watching, if maybe you know who Gary Vee is, if you haven't, I'm sure you will find out. If you start going into digital marketing, you will run into him. Yeah, just go on Instagram, type in the word hustle. Yeah. So Gary, I was at a conference that was a relatively, I mean, 300-ish person conference, not giant, not tiny. And he was the keynote and I got to ask him a question. He spent like an hour and a half just asking questions. And it hit me midway through his Q&A that I kind of had just been thinking about professors who kind of wanted to do what I was doing. I was just, you know, I just had this moment of being like, well... And it's funny now because I have reflection on this, but basically I asked a question along the lines of like, you know, I'm serving this audience of entrepreneurs, helping them build courses and it's great. And I know I can help them do it better. That is no question. Um, However, there is this population that I come from that really, I think could benefit, you know, entrepreneurs a lot if we were in this game as well, could on, you know, benefit the world, could benefit small business in general. And I forget exactly how I phrased it, but he basically was like, go do that. Like he was like, and he said something that actually I think made last year really difficult for me, but he said, eat for 36 months and just go all in on this. And I, 
And like looking back, I've watched the video lots of times. There are people who have found me from that video. It was a ClickFunnels event also, by the way, um, which is a product, a software, uh, landing page software. But so, you know, fast forward two months later or something like that, like that December, I mean, I was recording episodes of Academics Mean Business. And what happened was I kind of was like, and this is what relates to like what Academics Mean Business has done for me and my, and my business and possible future business too, is I, it felt like the easiest thing to do for me at that moment. Now, sure, Gary, I could not take in any income, but I was the breadwinner. And that was a really big deal for me that I also hadn't totally fully processed, I don't think. And, you know, for him to tell you to just like abandon your high ticket sales, completely rearrange your business, just like, you know, eat for whatever length of time, I was, I, I couldn't really do it. <laughs> like, I couldn't. But, I knew that an easy first step would be to... I just wanted to talk to other people. I, it kind of hit me when he saw... When, when you have a digital marketer of that caliber tell you, oh my gosh, like this is the best niche ever. I'm, I'm doing air quotes because I have thoughts around that. I'm saying what he's saying, not necessarily what I believe. But um, he was just like, go do this right now because people, this is important. And, and I actually believe part of what he's saying is true. There is a cultural thing happening. That is what academics mean business is. That is what grad blogger is. It's what Jennifer Polk has been doing for the last 10 years. We're a disgruntled group of people who are really freaking smart and not really being taken care of by our institutions for better or for worse. And so, you know, are we more powerful then? Can we create outside? Um, yes, all of that. And so he's he's definitely onto something, but I think there are ways to do it and go about it. And so I launched the podcast. I wanted to have conversations with other people who maybe felt as disjointed identity stuff as I have. And I just wanted to be inspired by other people's stories of, of the decisions that they made along their path, right? And I felt like my podcast was coffee conversations where we just met each other and found out that we each had a business and also had this like academic background. That's what I wanted it to feel like. And I imagined grad students and you know tenure track professors and adjunct professors i imagine them listening to this and just being like i could start a business or wow that's awesome that they're doing this i've had people message me and say even like i have no desire to start a business right now but i just love seeing that there's other ways of being with my background and so so that's the beginning of the podcast basically and i had no intention really of being like this is how I'm going to monetize it. That part of Gary's message about like, don't worry about that, that I've rang true for me. Like in that I didn't, I wasn't being like, I'm going to do this so I can sell this or make money in this way. It was really in service and it was therapy, I think for me, like a more public version of therapy for me because it was helping me work through some things and just hear, hear it through other people's you know, stories, I guess, as well. So there was some healing involved for me, for sure. Yeah, what I'm hearing a lot of is, and, and the, three, the first three podcast episodes for Grabblogger are content, community, and change. And although they're not in iTunes yet, which I've talked about already, you can, get, you can go check them out either on Stitcher or Google Play or it's grabblogger.com slash one slash two slash three. But there's a big community piece. And that's what I've found in my research field is I can, if I don't know the answer to a question somebody's asking, I just find that subject matter expert somewhere, wherever they are in the world, if they're in India, if they're in China, if they're in Germany, 
say, Hey, can we, can we talk about this? And it's a little bit, sometimes weird for them because they're like, Oh, you're on a podcast. That's yeah. <laughs> now everybody we're 35 in or something. And, and people like are taking it seriously. They're saying things like they'll email me and say, do you offer training courses? Because right now, the only thing we have to train our employees is the Dust Safety Science Podcast. <laughs> I'm like, like, well, no, but we will at some point if we, <laughs> we keep getting emails like this, right? <laughs> so it's, it's a really great community builder. And it gives you the connections to be able to reach out to people and get those stories. Um, so I, I, I really like that version of it. What I found too is it's really good kind of, I call them content machines. So I'm kind of measuring these different ways you can generate content. And I have a five-step framework. It's called ship, show, share, stack. And the fifth S is scale. I mean, podcasts kind of hit the hit the nail on the head on all those. So nice. it makes you ship, which is the biggest thing I need to do if you want to start an online business. Get good at creating and get good at pressing go. Yep. You need something to show. You need something to show people. Podcasts every week. You have another one to send out. Sharing, they're highly shareable. People will share them. Stacking, they're easy to stack up. So if you have five on one topic, you can stack them and put a create like a mega post out of it. And then scalable, they're if you are willing to put time into them, you can scale them up pretty easily. Like they're they have a continuing date. They don't have an end. You can get burnt out, and that can happen. But they're more scalable than writing random blog posts about random topics. At least they are for me, for my personality. Mm-hmm. Me too. And yeah, if I could, if I could comment on this. So there's a couple of things. The community piece is, is big too. And there's something intimate about a podcast experience. And I, as an early marketer, you know, young marketer or whatever, I was really into Facebook live and it's cool. And it's awesome. I mean, look at, we get to interview each other. Like it's awesome. We, can use it in ads. I mean, it's still a, a great medium, but it's also really distracting because it's on Facebook. <laughs> it also loses its steam. There's so many other things, but there's something really intimate about audio going in your ear as you're doing things like driving or walking the dog or potentially exercising. And there um, is some research on this a little bit about what it's doing to our brain in those states, right? Because we're kind of in meditative states, washing the dishes. It's usually like house cleaning. There are these, we're doing two things at once, but that actually can be good for learning in many ways and connection. And so, I always found, um, I met one of my first fans who, when we moved to San Diego, we literally lived kitty corner from San Diego City College. And my, my office looked onto the campus. So it was like this clear message when I started my podcast and was doing my first episodes, like, oh, Lindsay, that's what you like have left behind. And I would just watch, you know, the, the kids file out or the, see the professors on, on, on professional development day. And I was like, "Hmm, yeah, I'm choosing not to do that. But the funny part about that, I think is that I met another professor that was, um, messaged me and was like, I just found your podcast. I teach at San Diego city college. And I just wanted you, you know, to know that like, actually she's the example I was bringing up earlier where didn't have any intentions of starting a business, but like felt like the conversations I was having was important to her and her fellow colleagues. So she's like, I'm sharing. And then like every staff meeting telling them about your podcast. And so we met for coffee because she was literally across the street. And it was so weird to sit across from someone who knows you so well. And you're just like, Hey, and like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and she's just like, it's like, she, there's something about podcasting that is as if 
they're having a conversation with you every day. And you, there's something weird about it too, because I, like, like I said, I've created other forms of content. I'm not a blogger, actually. That is not a route I went. I know it's very popular with academics. Totally makes sense. It just wasn't a route for me. Um, but I, what I, what I found was that the, the, medium itself, I guess, with podcasting allow it's you say similar, like people get to know you as a person, right? Because you're kind of off the cuff. You make jokes, you say a lot of the same words, like, you know, it's funny, but they get to know you as a human being. And I think it's a little less, well, and maybe that that's not true, but like blogging, writing is just a, it's a different form of communication. And that I, to me, the chit chatty feeling of like the interview style podcast was something that just felt like home and really easy for my choice of what I wanted to tell, which was stories. And I wanted to make it about our conversation and the intimacy and the feelings behind the choices and the struggle and the decisions and the conflict and all the things that we were experiencing as academics who also had businesses. So yeah, it, it is kind of cool to like meet people who know you on this other level. And there's some loyalty there that doesn't exist in Facebook, for, for example, um, because they're expecting your show every week, right? And then you can ghost them like I did, which we can get into later. But there's an intimacy there of like, oh, well, you belong on my drive or you belong when I'm on the treadmill. And like, so they have this connection to you in a way that doesn't exist in a lot of other mediums. There's some rituals, I think, behind podcasting and and the podcast listener experience as well. Yeah, I'll give a couple examples. So I, I was just doing the math. I've listened to every... Smart Passive Income Podcast, so 368 or whatever it is, that's four weeks. It's bananas. <laughs> four weeks straight of, of hours. So it's 300 and, or it's 150 hours, so like four weeks. Um, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is roll over and drink one of these full of water and throw in podcasts. That's my, you think of um, your miracle morning, that's my, my reading or my learning for the day. I listen for eight minutes till my alarm goes off, drink a thing of water. Then I'm up and ready to go start the day. So that's my learning is that eight minute chunk. I love that. That's pretty, like you said, that's pretty intimate. Lindsay, I wanted to, we had a couple questions for you and we're shooting for around half an hour. So we have, we have a couple more minutes to go through, but what kind of advice do you think if somebody's just getting started and they say, besides listen to my, my workshop in half an hour on the technology, technology, uh, but like from the mental side or any of that, somebody wanted to get started today, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, ship it. <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of great choices that you can make. I think, I think audio sound is really important. My husband was kind of obsessive about it. If, if he wasn't as obsessive about it, I probably wouldn't sound as good, but <laughs> he really cares about it. And it does make a difference. And like Pat Flynn, you can just tell that his setup is really good. And it's just, there's something about being able to, again, be that intimate, you need to have good sound quality. So I would focus on that as much as possible. It's not expensive, by the way, to like make yourself sound good. It's just some time and some tweaking. I think my advice for someone starting, um, and you kind of like 
alluded to it at the beginning as well is having the, it's a lot more work than you think. There's a lot of moving pieces on the back end. And as much as you can have that in order, the better. Um, and this, especially if you're doing guests, there's a lot. There's uh, right the interview that you have to meet. There's the booking. There's the getting all their details like the image and the bio. There's making sure they show up. There's making sure they show up and their technology works. I mean, there's kind of a lot of moving parts. And then there's the promotion, like you want people to listen. So you should try to have a workflow around posting social media and getting your, you know, graphics to the to the person that you interviewed. And so it's a lot of moving parts, but I'll be honest, we didn't have all of it ready when we launched. I when we launched, actually the part we didn't have ready was the like social media promotion stuff. So it we had our first like six or seven episodes, maybe even eight before I even had any process in place and was telling anyone that it was happening on the internet. And I apologized to my like early guest because I didn't really set them up to like be able to promote it, but it was okay to me. Like I wanted it out. I wasn't trying to hit new and noteworthy, which is a whole other conversation and game that you can play. I am, but uh, iTunes didn't let me in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you I you have Pat Flynn's course, right? So you have like yes, I yeah, do. so I did it without any sort of course at all. It was just more my husband handled the tech, which is usually the thing that stresses people out the most. And then I just was like, you know, I just want to talk to people and that felt easy. And so booking appointments was something I was doing in my business already. So you know, ship it as soon as you can. Um, and then I think my other advice would be like, Make sure it's just something you're excited to talk about. And I think people will follow you because they can sense that you're excited to talk about it. And whatever way that shows up for you in like however you want to organize the podcast, because there's lots of different types, um, just being focused on like why you're doing it and who it's for and your listener, if you can imagine where they're at and what they're doing and what they're feeling, it just really helps you serve them, which is the point really. I love that. Yeah. So if you go to episode one of our, of my podcast, I make a good point to, and we'll leave off on this. And I have a couple of questions that came in that are that I'm gonna that'll be funny as well. My first episode is, I basically say at the very start, I have an origin story. I'm gonna share it throughout these podcasts, but I want to get you a result today. It's not about so running a podcast isn't about you, about your audience, and that whole you know your origin story, your experience. That will all come out over time. A lot of people you know, spend a lot of their first episodes, many of them talking about themselves and their process and which is good. And it's, it's kind of a confidence builder, but just remember that's your audience that you want to get a result for um, day through your podcast. Mm-hmm. So I just, I got a couple of comments I want to bring up here. One is from Matt. Um, and I'm going to rephrase this question a little bit, cause it'll be funnier this way. I said, maybe you cover this. I was going to ask about this, this big list behind you. And, and my guess is that Lindsay has given up on MailChimp and ConvertKit active campaign. And she says she's got Derek just manually tracking their email list on the whiteboard behind <laughs> I'm manually them. tracking my so fed up with all the technology. Yep. Um, now what what is the deal with the list behind you? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny again, all in on the professor uh, trope, I guess, if you will. Um, they're the names of my students. So um, it's actually a very personal experience that I give them when they buy my course. So when they buy my course, 
they get, there's an app called um, Bonjoro. I know Pat uses it actually a lot as well. And it's this personal video app that basically it pings me when someone buys my product and um, it takes me 10 seconds. It's already, their emails are already set up, whatever. I click on them and I just give them a little welcome video and I write their name on my chalkboard. And so it's actually the name, uh, the names of my students, but now it's, my chalkboard, I don't know if I can zoom out a little bit. Whoops. Oh, Derek's going to be mad that you messed up. Yeah, he is. I messed it up. But it's about, it It has, I don't actually know how many names fit on it, but we now have just had to start erasing names, which just feels terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, they, and we get great comments back. Like people are like, oh, I used to have negative feelings when people wrote my name on the board. So that's where the professor thing comes in, but it's pretty fun. Oh, I like it. And Bonjoro, I would, I would second that. Yeah, you're in a spot where you want very high touch, which is kind of where I'm at with GrabBlogger and where Lindsay's at. Bonjoro is amazing. So if you go to grabblogger.com/resources, I have a list there. It's a tool that we use. Um, I'm not doing active videos right now, but when somebody signs up to your email list, you get an email on your phone or a message on your phone through an app, and you just record a video and it emails them directly to them. Hey Sally, thanks for joining. I checked out your website. Um, I think maybe you could do this, this, and this. Hit me back and let me know how I can help you with your business or whatever it is. And people go bananas. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense that they would because you're offering your personal time to really personalize that introduction. So it's a really cool... Yeah, I like it a lot. And so we'll close off. There's one more question I saw from Jennifer Polk about this ghosting. And I noticed this too yesterday when I was going through my podcast episode is 44 with um, Academic Swing Business. Check that out. I wonder, I don't know what episode Jennifer is. I think she's a little bit later than you. Yeah, I would guess, I don't know, around the 50, probably like that, 55. And then I learned that that Lindsay's actually put a, uh, is on hiatus from Academic Swing Business. Is talking about maybe starting another podcast. Um, is kind of taking a, a step, not a step back in your business for sure, but a step back in your mental state just to, all these thoughts. So do you want to share that with us and what's, what's coming up? Yeah. And I think, and I do think it's important too, from that perspective of, um, it is a lot to have a podcast and to organize guests and to, um, to me showing up for the call is like the easiest thing. I, and I have a whole workflow, like my team does everything else. I just show up to the call. So that's how I have the headspace and had have had the headspace to do it for 65 episodes. And I'm not, I'm definitely not ending academics mean business. What happened was, is just my personal income around uh, build a better beta and, and the just Dr. Lindsay Padilla brand as it is right now needed more attention. And I was doing batching of two, uh, two days a month, I think on my calendar for, and I would do three in a day was about my max because my episodes are long. Um, they tend to be an hour plus. And so so that was a bit about all I could handle. And so I, I was ahead for a long time until we went to India and I was gone for like a month and a half. And so they were all preloaded. And then I came back and I was just a couple episodes ahead. And that's when it felt like it was starting to weigh on me. 
And so I, I looked at it and I said, I'm in control of this. And like, I, and I get to decide, right. How I show up and win. And so we, you know, I felt like I ghosted Jennifer. The reason why it feels like that is because Derek and I intended to record an episode kind of explaining what was going on and kind of almost recapping also like where we've been and, and, and all of that. And cause he it was our first episode. He interviewed me. Um, and we never did it. And it's funny. I have like some weird guilt with it, but then at the same time, I was like, everything's fine. And like, again, I, I'm the boss and like, I get to choose how I do this. And so I'm on pause for a little bit. Um, but I have great guests lined up. I just, um, am recording likely towards the end of May. And so it probably won't be until June until they, it kicks back up again. But I am also launching a podcast that's more related to my build a better beta brand and and course building business that it does talk about teaching and learning online as well. So I, I do foresee that a lot of my academics mean business audience will might want to tune into that as well because most of them want to have you know digital course products as part of their business just because it kind of makes sense uh, from a teaching perspective. Um, so that's uh, so I do imagine them blending, but the storytelling and the stuff that's happening in academics mean business is not going to go away. I don't know if I'm going to maybe do it in seasons a little bit. I haven't decided that yet, but um, it's not going away because I have some really awesome people that need to be interviewed for sure and that people will love it. Um, so I have to, you know, just make the space. I just needed a little space. Thanks for sharing that, Lindsay. And I know whenever the next podcast does come out or Academics Mean Business resumes again, it'll be a big hit because I know it's really helped me in my journey. And I know lots of other academics that's also helped as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing whatever comes of that, whatever it looks like at the end of the day. And with that, I think we'll we'll wrap up this episode of the Grab Blogger podcast, this live recording for the Grab Blogger launch day. And Lindsay, I just want to say that I really appreciate having you on and having shared the benefits of podcasting and your experience and advice, how others can get started doing the same. And I look forward to having you on the show again in the future. Yeah, me too, Chris. It was great to catch up. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Lindsay Patia talking about the benefits of podcasting, the Academics Mean Business podcast story. And just going through her story as, a, as an academic entrepreneur, which is quite inspiring. And I hope it really drives you to think a bit about how you can change the world with the work that you want to you do as well. I would encourage you to check out the Academics Mean Business podcast. And as Lindsay mentioned, she may be releasing another podcast in the future. You can find that at lindsaypadilla.com. That's lindsay, P-A-D-I-L-L-A.com. You can also check out the Academics Mean Business community on Facebook and check out Lindsay at, at Lindsay M. Padilla on Twitter. If you want to download a PDF version of the transcript for this podcast episode, you can do that at the show notes at grabblogger.com slash six for this episode. And as Lindsay mentioned, figuring out the, the sound quality, what equipment you need, what kind of technology you need to actually start and run a podcast can be quite difficult. And for that, we actually include a, a cheat sheet at the show notes that you can download that's from the workshop at the Grab Blogger podcast launch party. Um, and it goes through the recommended microphones that I have for podcasting, for video, some of the podcast accessories you might need, like extension arms, shock mounts, pop filters. If you don't know what all that is, that's even more reason to go get that information. Um, it'll tell you exactly how to set up your system so that you can sound great when you're doing recordings and also go through some of the technology that you need as well. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grab Blogger podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll actually cover the, the last and final of the live recorded interviews that we did for the Grab Blogger podcast launch party. Mm -hmm.